Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and competence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode 244 with, well, me. It's just you and me. (laughs) This episode will be the first one in a series called From Many Mistakes to Many Wins, where I will talk through specific mistakes I have made in my own blogging journey and how you can learn from my struggles. Before we dive into this episode, I would love to take just a little bit of time here to share about all of the resources available here at eBlog Talk that I am offering to food bloggers to um, give you a chance to connect, to gain confidence, to dig into food blogging in a new way and just level up in your business growth and with your networking. So obviously we have podcast episodes that you are clearly listening to if you're tuning in now. We have over 240 at the time of this recording. So dig into those. There's so much great free value there. And speaking of free, there's also a discussion forum that is 100% free. There's a group of really supportive, awesome food bloggers over there. We talk about everything from web stories to... um, Uh, We also collect information about roundups that we're doing on our blogs. I mean, there's so much going on over there. So go to forum.eatblogtalk.com and join in. Also, the Mastermind program will be underway very soon, and you can definitely join the waitlist. Um, when there are spots available, we will um, kind of see if you're a good fit and if you know we're a good fit for you and vice versa. And if so, you can join us in that program. It is a really robust program meant for food bloggers who are ready to absolutely crush it and just reach new heights in their business. And it is also for food bloggers who are established. So a minimum of three-ish years We will go lower than three years if you guys are really just set to kill it, to crush it. Um, But that's why we do kind of an initial call just to make sure that we're all a good fit. There's also something newish that I've put out there called the eBlog Talk Resource Library. And I meant for this to be um, an option for people who aren't yet at the place where they can join the Mastermind program. So you can get access to all of our previous guest call, guest expert call recordings. We have monthly intensives that we recorded back when the membership was a thing. So you'd have access to all of that. And it is subscription-based. So that is another option if you are aiming to be in the Mastermind program but aren't quite there yet. If you want information about the Mastermind program, if you want to join the waitlist, go to eblogtalk.com and that will direct you there. Um, Also, I do offer one-on-one coaching very limited spots there. So reach out to me at megan at eblogtalk.com for more information about that. And just a reminder, please go subscribe or follow and rate and review eblogtalk on your favorite podcast player. This adds credibility to eblogtalk. It adds value and it will take you literally like 60 to 90 seconds. So I really appreciate your time on that. Onto the topic. Let's dig into this. I'm excited. I have an 11 year blogging journey to sift through. So it is really easy for me to pull out a handful. And by a handful, I mean 
a lot of mistakes and things I've done wrong and that have held me back in my business in really big ways. So I'm eager to share these with you in a podcast series so that you can learn from my mistakes. First of all, before we begin, I want to address the fact that I refuse to refer to the mistakes I've made as failures. I don't believe that failure is even a thing unless you just completely give up on something. Mistakes are a part of your business. They're a part of your journey and your life, obviously. And if you're not making mistakes in your business, something is wrong. You're not putting yourself out there enough. Something is being done wrong. When you look at your story as a whole, so if you pan back and view your whole blogging journey as one big ongoing story or kind of one unit, you should be able to see mistakes. Then after the mistakes have been made, when you can pinpoint where they're at or where they were made, you should be able to see where you've done a course correction, hopefully, and continued to move forward. With that said, I feel like I am the perfect person to be chatting with you about this topic because I've made so many mistakes in my blogging journey. I am basically the poster child for being the blogging mistake girl, hence the reason for creating this series. And I really hope you find this helpful. Mistake number one, which is by far my biggest mistake, which is why I'm covering it first, is thinking I could do everything on my own. I trudged along for eight years. When I think about that number, I'm like, wow, that was a long time. Eight years believing that I either had all the answers or that I could figure everything out completely on my own. This thinking resulted in me working in Squarespace for a lot of those years It kept me from staying up to speed with information and changes within our industry. It ensured that I was almost always working on the wrong things. It kept me really lonely and it also kept me frazzled because I worked all the time. All of these points hindered my blog and my business growth in a massive way. And just a little comparison here, bloggers who started at the same time I did or even more recently and who leaned on others for support and networking, and who found trusted sources to learn from, those people currently have businesses that far exceed mine on the whole like blogging success scale. So just a little PS there. In 2018, I attended my first good food blogging conference. I say good because I had been to food blogging conferences in the past, just a handful, but never really a good transformative one. Shout out to Tastemaker Conference, the best conference ever for food bloggers, in my opinion. That conference changed the entire trajectory of my entire business. At that point, I'd been blogging for eight years and I just needed a massive reality check. I needed someone or something or a group of people to just shake me and remove the blinders from my eyes. For the first seven and a half years of blogging, I had been blessed with a huge amount of Pinterest traffic And I thought that was all I needed. I thought it was easy that everyone experienced that same thing, that I would never have to change that up. And yeah, just that nothing would ever change, that that was all there was to it. 
six months before attending Tastemaker that first time in 2018, a Pinterest algorithm change depleted my blog traffic overnight, leaving me confused. I was frustrated. And honestly, I was feeling pretty angry. I rode the magic Pinterest wave for over seven years. And just like that, in a split second, most of my traffic was completely gone. I'd worked on my blog on my own up until that point, doing very little networking with other bloggers and not seeking out information really about anything. When my Pinterest traffic got wiped out, that was right around the same time Abby from Tastemaker sent an email out, I'm sure to a lot of food bloggers, talking about this conference that she was putting together. I read it and I knew I needed to go. So I signed up and I went. And I have to mention here that that was not easy or comfortable for me to attend that event. I felt super inadequate and embarrassed, honestly, that I'd been blogging for so long and basically knew nothing. My thoughts told me so many lies. They told me that I was a loser, that I didn't have anything to contribute to a gathering like that one, and that I wouldn't make any connections or friendships. I don't think I need to tell you that none of that was actually true. In fact, quite the opposite ended up happening. Within minutes of being at that conference, I realized that I wasn't inadequate. In fact, I was worthy and valuable, and I had no reason to be embarrassed. There was an awesome, supportive group of peers at the conference, and many of them were riding in similar boats as I was. I also realized I knew quite a bit about getting Pinterest traffic. I was not a loser. I had plenty to contribute to our space. And I also ended up making a ton of friends there who I still talk to and collaborate with regularly three years later. Since that first tastemaker experience, my business has grown hugely. Back in my Pinterest glory days, I actually got much more traffic to my blog back then than I do today, but I was making a lot less money and I didn't have friends. And honestly, I was just really lonely. I have a few bullet points I want to highlight from then and then also now. When I refer to then, I am talking about that seven-year stretch when I was relying on Pinterest for my traffic, for my revenue, for everything, and when I did not seek any help from anyone or anything and thought I could do it all on my own. I had tons of traffic. I had months when I got over 1 million page views a month. But that traffic was mostly from Pinterest, and I literally had no audience. So people would come from Pinterest to my blog, get what they needed or not, and then they would leave and never come back. I also back then made between, it was probably from year three to seven, it was between 20K and 50K a year. That was all from ad revenue. I had no other streams of revenue, and I didn't even know it was possible to have another stream of revenue outside of ads. I also worked a ton. I don't know the exact number of hours, but if I had to guess, it was probably between 50 and 60 hours a week, if not more. I worked days. I worked evenings. I worked weekends. Nothing was off limits for me as far as when I was working. I thought I was working on all the right things. This um, I won't get into that much because this will be the focus of an upcoming episode in this series. Also, I was a full-time blogger after year one, but that was all thanks to my Pinterest luck. Fast forward to now, now that I'm 
enlightened. (laughs) I am far from enlightened, but I do let people in now. I let lots of amazing people in and information. I'm like an information absorber. I can't get enough of it. And that's so opposite from where I was back then. So here are a few points for now. So in contrast to my 1 million page view months from back then, I now have an average of 250,000 average page views a month, which seems like not very much compared to my previous, but now I have an audience and I make over $100,000 a year from ad revenue alone. And I also have other streams of revenue coming in. So now I understand that there are other ways to make money and I have totally tapped into and utilized those. Also, I work efficiently. I work on the right things that are moving the needle forward for me and my business. So I don't actually work that much. I work probably 25 hours a week or something around there, give or take a few. And I never work in the evenings. I never work on weekends. I reserve that time for me and my family. I also now have a multifaceted business, which brings in so many more opportunities, people, it brings in greater income, all the good stuff, which seems kind of impossible on paper because I do so much more now having a podcast and a mastermind program and everything else that aligns with Eat Blog Talk. And I run my food blog. So I actually do much more now than I did back then in less time. The moral of the story. What is the moral of the story? If you are wearing the shoes that I wore for eight years, please take off those shoes and put on a new pair. You cannot successfully navigate this job on your own. Or I guess you could navigate on your own, but it's going to be a really long and arduous journey unless you're one of those anomalies who just nails it right away. Also, have tons of grace with yourself if you have been resisting allowing people and information into your life and into your business. I had to work through a lot of feelings of disappointment to myself before just coming to a place where I'm just okay with how my story has evolved and unfolded. Your story is your story, and I encourage you to embrace it, whatever that is for you. If you've tried to navigate your blogging journey alone, that is just a part of your story and you are going to learn from it just like I have. Accept that and move on. Do a course correction and keep moving forward. I know you guys love action steps. I've been told that by so many of you. So I like to include action steps in all of these solo episodes that I put together. So I have eight actions you can take to make sure you are inviting people in, inviting information in, and not navigating this journey alone. Number one is to attend an in-person conference. Now, in-person conferences are more of a thing post-pandemic. So if there's one that works for your schedule and aligns with your location and niche or whatever, do it. Sign up for it and go. This is super scary to do, especially the first time. I get it. 100%. I was like sweating and shaking walking into that conference the first time. But I promise you, it will change your business in so many profound and powerful ways. Number two, start talking to people on social media. This is super easy. You can do it today. You can do it right now while you're listening. Post Tastemaker, I began chatting with bloggers 
who I felt aligned with my own values on Instagram. And that was a huge game changer for me. Number three, host a retreat. Invite people to your city, rent an Airbnb, and just chat about blogging. You don't have to come up with this huge fancy structure for something like this. Just make it really simple because getting together in person is going to be super powerful. Number four, show up in the groups and forums. This is another really easy one. Find those food blogging or entrepreneurial forums or groups that align with your values and show up consistently. Comment, engage, support other bloggers or other entrepreneurs, and also seek out answers to problems you have through that medium. Number five, reach out to bloggers you want to learn from. So in addition to talking to people on social media more like as a peer, reach out to those people who you really admire within the industry and get to know them. Ask them questions. Most food bloggers are so approachable and willing to share any information that they have. So strike up a conversation and you never know what might lead into a friendship. Number six, attend summits conferences and webinars or other virtual events. Never, and I mean never, stop learning from people within this industry and from people who support our industry. Absorb as much information as you possibly can from trusted podcasts, webinars, summits, etc. Number seven, read business books. Food blogging specific information is very important, obviously, but I also encourage you to consume more generic information just meant for entrepreneurs. There is so much great information out there, either for free or very affordably. I listen to podcasts every single day. I listen to audiobooks and I read books. And I believe that we should all be devouring these free and or affordable resources constantly to grow in our businesses. Number eight, join a mastermind group. If you find a quality mastermind program that has supportive peers, great information, and a really good host or facilitator, there is honestly nothing that will advance your business forward more quickly than that. I love mastermind groups for this reason. If you've never experimented with this, definitely seek one out that is good quality and you will find so much power inside of those groups. Okay, there we go. Mistake number one was a biggie. It negatively impacted my business in a lot of ways, as you've heard in this episode. So learn from me, put people and quality information in your path ASAP, do a course correction, keep taking forward steps, and your business will thrive. Your bank account will also grow and your people will show up. The next episode in this series will be number 249, published on October 28th, 2021. So stay tuned for more Megan mistakes. Specifically in that episode, I will talk about mistake number two, which is how I overcomplicated absolutely everything in my business, creating nothing but strife, anxiety, and very little forward momentum. I'll talk to you again in that episode. In the meantime, have a wonderful October And thank you so much for listening. I value you and I appreciate you. Talk to you next time, food bloggers. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.